Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Summit Podcast. My name is Mr. Grimm, and today, Paparazzi will not be joining us. He is actually taking a little bit of a break, one that, in my opinion, he has needed for quite some time. So today, I actually have a friend of mine here. Would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, um, so my name is Devin. Um, I guess if we're doing aliases, I go by Hello Pluto on a lot of my platforms. Oh, I like that. I didn't know that. Yep, yep. Go by uh, Pluto for short. Got a on jerseys and on a little bit of my own shirts and things that I've tried to design. Mm. But yeah, so I uh, do content creation and I'm trying to take some advice from, from Grim over here and we're going to see what we can uh, what we can learn today. Right. So the first thing that we are going to be talking about is the fact that Devin is basically going to be quitting his uh, current career. We're not going to go into detail into what that is necessarily. And he's looking to start his side hustle and turn it into an all-time career right that's what most of us do it's probably the safest way to do it instead of just immediately throw all your cash at a at a potential idea and then kind of fall short right it's good to maybe take some baby steps so what exactly is the first thing you're looking to do um so the main idea Mm -hmm. is is to create a podcast of, of my own um revolving around Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons so and Dragons. A, a, a popular idea, at least a popularized idea um, that, that, you know, you got Roll20 and a lot of other mm-hmm. big podcasts that, that kind of touch base on that. But me and my buddy think we might have a unique idea. So we'll see okay. if we can make something happen there. Do you want to share your unique idea or do you want to kind of keep it close to the chest? Um, we'll, uh, maybe we'll touch base on it a little bit okay. as we get a little deeper, but... Um, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons is entirely about how can I make this concept unique so that my players enjoy it or that me, the dungeon master or the person orchestrating it has fun because it feels more unique than what I've done in the past. So is my idea unique? I guess that'll be for other people to determine. I see. I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be unique. The most important thing is whether it's enjoyable, right? Absolutely. So uh, I've never actually played Dungeons and Dragons, at least not yet. But I have been. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I have been very uh, curious into it, and I know that uh, one of my older friends, when he was here, we used to play Gloomhaven, and so they were telling me like, "Oh, you know, Gloomhaven is essentially." a simplified version, a much more structured and in a way even more restricted version of Dungeons and Dragons. Because, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've seen from D&D is that you can kind of do whatever you want. Like, oh, I'm going to just do a backflip and throw a kunai and and hit this dude in the bullseye. And then you got to actually roll to see how that happens. Whereas in Gloomhaven, you can't do that. You have a a deck of cards. You're like, okay, I'm going to do this and then do this and do this. But the concept of like you get certain characters, they you know like a demon cleric or something like that, okay. right? Typical D and D ideas or something like that. Uh, but that's as far as we went. Unfortunately, we weren't able to finish playing the game because you know you have a party set up and then somebody doesn't show up, and so we kind of well, I guess we're not doing Gloomhaven this week. We'll try it again next week. Yeah, and, you know. that's how it always is. Yeah, and unfortunately, most of my friends are military, so like once they're gone, like that's it. You know, we're like. What do we do? Start a whole new campaign? Yeah. People usually say um, the the big bad evil guy or the BBEG mm-hmm. um, of every D&D campaign is time management. Oh. And so... I, I totally get it. And yeah. especially if you're, you know, for those of you people who are military, you obviously know that 
Papa Rossi and I, we're vets and we have worked on, or we do work for the military, that a lot of our friends getting like PCS and getting on or having orders or things like that, or even just sometimes being on duty, which is a 24 hour shift, uh, all those things just absolutely ruin a scheduled day of fun. And it, but it is what it is, you know. So let's go back and let's talk about the podcast setting. Have you done a podcast before? No. No, no I have not. What about your, your co-host or your partner yes, in crime? Yes, he has. He's tried starting multiple different podcasts. Uh, I think the most successful of which has just been the podcast where he sits down mm -hmm. and just talks about whatever he finds entertaining at the time. I see. So it's just, I, I think it was more or less a test of his uh, faith to the idea mm -hmm. of podcasting. Yeah. So that, that has been successful for him. And even just seeing like five, 10 monthly listeners on, on Spotify is, is, you know, huge for him and oh, he's really excited for that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. How many, uh, well, first, are you willing to disclose his podcast name? Um, I think it is called Seven to Life, if I remember correctly, but he has a few. Um, so I'd have to, I'd have to verify that information. Okay. The podcast that we plan to be starting though is called The Quest Board. The Quest Board. Yep. I like that. That's yep. a good one. Yeah, that actually totally fits. Yep. Um, okay. And let's see, you said he, how many, like, this is just a, a question, but do you know how many episodes of, let's say, what was it called? Seven to Life or yep. Seven's Life? Seven to Life. Seven if, to Life. Yep. How many don't episodes? Don't quote me on that, though. Okay. <laughs> well, let's just assume that is the podcast. And I don't want him to know that I didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. He's, mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. But do you know how many episodes that podcast had? I think it's right above north of 10 now. Okay. Yep. Okay. And so he's still continuing to do it, right? It's been difficult, you know, again, with podcasting, it seems like the big bad evil guy is time management. Mm, I know. Yet again. So it, um, it's been difficult for him and that's why he's waiting on me to get back and because we want to start this podcast together so um, passionately, I guess. So mm -hmm. there's, yeah. there's that. And I can only imagine. So for those of you people who already know that we all currently are living in Japan, um, having to do a podcast with a friend who is in the States where literally night is day and day is night. Yes. Uh, that's probably really difficult. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually looking to do that with one of my friends, one of my closest friends. But of course he lives, I think in Virginia or somewhere along those lines. I can't remember where he is currently stationed with his wife, but you know, he has a podcast that he does and I asked him to be a guest on my podcast and he's like, I would absolutely do that. Yep. But the problem is, one, he's a stay-at-home dad right now. Mm -hmm. And two, it's just, again, you know, when he actually has time, I'm probably already asleep. Or I'm at work, you know. It's what like are the 13 other? <laughs> hours on the dot. It's, yeah, it's it is extremely rough. difficult. You have to literally be a night owl if yes. you're living over here to work with your friends back in the States. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but the reason I wanted to talk about that in particular is that there happens to be a study about podcasters. And the study shows that I think it's 1%. So 1% of every single podcast channel that has ever existed goes beyond 21 episodes. 21. 21. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Because that shows how much commitment you have to it. Yeah. And obviously, it does depend on, for example, you know, we could record five or six episodes in a single day and then just kind of like pump them out. Yeah. 
but here at the summit, we usually record every week. Sometimes we record two episodes so that we have some backlog just in case. Again, paparazzi is not here. This is one of the reasons why I already have some backup episodes. So you're not watching this one while he's gone. He's probably back by the time you see this one. But even still, I don't want to stop working, right? That's my biggest thing is I don't want to let something slow me down. So that's why I went and grabbed my friend over here and I forced him to be here. <laughs> so, but it's one of those interesting things that show, you know, if you were to do a podcast, one episode a week, essentially 21 weeks is the deadline for most people to quit. That's and, super interesting yeah. because I guess in, in my mindset, prior to even starting a podcast, that sounds like cake. 21 episodes, yeah, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can do that. If I, as dedicated as I am week one, I can, I can keep that dedication through week 21, but then there's the, is that true? You know? Well, I guess the biggest thing is that for a lot of people, 21 does seem simple. And I think we are already close to the 21 episode here at the oh, summit. Okay. Something, or if not 21, we're getting pretty close. But I think the problem that lies within it is 21 episodes and nothing to show for it. Right. Because usually the most difficult thing for people who are creating a podcast, especially if you're a Spotify or Apple podcast exclusive, is that discoverability is not very easy. It's very, very difficult to get discovered outside of paying to be you know, shown or to be promoted through other ads and things like that. Normally the most effective way, at least from what I have seen, is to have a video format. Now I know Spotify currently does have the video podcast category, do, yes. which is what we're doing now. But I know that a lot of people will just post their videos on YouTube, which is what we're gonna be doing soon. Yep. And I think that would help because there's just a significant amount of people on YouTube as opposed to something like Spotify. Mm -hmm. And the bigger thing is that usually you listen to Spotify in your car or mm -hmm. wherever, but not generally when you listen to Spotify, especially video format at home, at least as far as I've yeah. seen. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So, um, yeah. I, I definitely have been trying to push with my friend getting into this creation um, of just content in general is that we want to try to be on as many platforms as possible. Well, there's a, there's a plus and a minus to that. Okay. The, the plus side is of course you cast a wide net, you, you will get something. Yep. And so the upside to that is once you figure out where your audience lies, then you can kind of dive into that one. So for example, mm -hmm. if you're making uh, now the, the, let's go back a little bit. The mm -hmm. difficulty part about it is that you kind of have to tailor make, each bit of content to fit each platform. Yes. So you will have to make very specific short content for things like YouTube shorts, for things like Instagram or TikTok. And then if you want to just do the YouTube podcast, you have to have more long form content and the same thing with Spotify or Apple podcast. So granted, you can do that with a single episode, right? Yeah. You can, you can make one episode, find the, you know, the spicy bits, cut that part out and be like, okay, we're going to attach this to the yeah. TikTok. And that is what I did yeah. for the longest time. Right. Because you're the video editor, right? Yes. I did the, uh, I did YouTube gaming videos for a while and then I just would record these these long episodes and sometimes they'd even be Twitch streams to start off and then they'd be cut into shorts for, not even YouTube shorts, but just shorter episodes for YouTube. Right. And then I'd cut those up further and take my favorite parts and post eight or so bits from the same YouTube video mm -hmm. onto TikTok and uh, Instagram. And weirdly enough, that's where I received most of my feedback and that's where I received most of my outreach was on those very small, short, um, 
videos from Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, or? yeah, originating from you know as high as three hour long streams on Twitch right. down to 30 minute videos on YouTube down to 30 second videos on TikTok. Yeah. I think it could be a psychological thing. Like for example, if you have a three hour or even an hour long podcast episode on YouTube, and even if the title is interesting, like mm. this is how you could stop procrastinating. That seems to be a really big topic yeah. among people nowadays is like, how do I stop procrastinating? And we'll cover that in another episode because I know how, <laughs> but uh, to get back to it, if it's an hour long video, People are probably like, I'm going to have to, you know, find the, the specific time mark mm -hmm. to where I can fix it. Because, like, you should be able to tell me how to get rid of procrastinating in, like, less than five minutes. Yeah. Right. And, of course, if you have an hour-long podcast, it's because you're breaking down the scientifics and the psychology behind it all and all, and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I can understand why people would kind of sway from that, whereas opposed to getting it on Instagram... I think the the maximum limit for a Instagram reel is like three minutes. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that, right? So that means like if you got three minutes and it's and the topic is how to stop procrastinating, you might as well give it a shot. Yeah, you know, you're just eating your cereal in the yeah. morning or something. <laughs> you just got your phone up. You yeah. might as well just watch it. Right. And so I think that's one of the big things uh, that you really have to understand the platform, especially the difference between TikTok and Instagram. A lot of people, I've done some research and it shows that like the average retention for TikTok is like you need to make 15 second videos yes. versus Instagram. You can make videos up to three minutes, but usually the sweet spot is like the two minute mark. And yep. at that part is when you can still have up to like 80 to 90% retention still. Yep. And then of course, YouTube has a much, much larger capacity because people know that you don't go to YouTube generally for short content, you yep. go for the more long form content. So, but that's good, you know, you figure out where you're going to be posting it like for me again we originally started posting it only on spotify and then okay. i had to practically break my legs to figure out how to get the ssr feed to yeah. be posted for apple podcast that mm -hmm. was that was an ordeal yeah uh, but i managed to get that done and then we and we still haven't even posted it yet but we will be at least by the time we're recording this we haven't but we will be posting them on on YouTube, and then Papa Rossi is supposed to be the one who is going to be splicing out the key points and putting those in an in Instagram, which we don't even have an Instagram for the summit just yet. Oh, okay. So I don't know. We're going to figure out how we're going to do it. I know he, what he did, which I don't know if I think it's the best idea, but nevertheless, it doesn't necessarily hurt, is he took an episode of the summit that we did, video podcast. And he posted it on his own platform, his paparazzi platform. Uh, but it didn't do that well. And I think the biggest okay. reason why is because he's kind of like a gaming streamer platform. So oh, you probably okay. wouldn't go to him to watch like self-development stuff. Yeah. So maybe the algorithm saw that and was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna recommend this to anybody. Yeah. Who knows? Or maybe the video was just trash, you know? Like yeah. it's entirely possible that we suck at the summit and we're just trying to get better. Because <laughs> that's the whole point of the summit, is that nobody is perfect. And we always just keep striving to move up that mountain, that yep. never-ending mountain, and just get better every single day. Okay. Yep. I so, like that. All right. So let's go into the next thing, which is probably one of the more important things. And usually it's the thing that a lot of people tend to, what's the word? I guess overthink It would be the right word to do. Mm. What kind of gear do you got set up for the podcast or for your whole content creation? So I have a pretty 
stable computer. I mean, I got a desktop computer set up that is capable of streaming and recording and playing any anything I can I can think of. Really, okay. if I if I find a game that my computer can't run, then that game is probably the problem. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of faith in my computer. I've recently upgraded it. I've taken good care of it. All right. Um, so I've got that. Um, I have the Shure uh, SM7B. I think is what it is. That's what we're using yep. right now. I have that. Um, for my microphone, I don't have the um, the cloud lifter or anything like that that mm -hmm. I need to uh, make that audio crisp, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it does everything I need it to. Um, and then for video recording, I really don't have like like face cam and stuff. Yeah. I don't have anything. Yeah. You know? Well, I'll be honest. That's probably one of the most expensive pieces yep. of tech. Because uh, I, I mean, what this thing costs something like three hundred dollars or so. Mm -hmm. Whereas a good quality camera is like in the thousand dollars range. Yes. Yeah, know, it's way it's, way it's above for me. For somebody who has no viewers already, you know, <laughs> how can I validate that? Is it, it's a scary thing to validate. Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. I uh, so I'll tell you a little bit about what I have going on. This is part of my other content platform, which is the Grim Storytelling. And so I have been paying an artist to essentially illustrate my stories. Right. So I have a story that I that I wrote. And I'll, I'll go ahead and give you a quick synopsis. It's called okay. The Slave King, right? Okay. It's essentially about this king who is being taken advantage of by the, his court of officials, so to speak, right? Now, Sounds there's like a D&D &D campaign. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's, there's more to it than just that, but that's yeah. just the, the basic outline. And so I've spoken to someone who goes by the name of Max Creates Art. Maybe you've seen him or her. I don't know because they don't identify. Uh, but they're on Instagram at Max Creates Art. Fantastic artist. And they or he or her was charging me about $200 for one slide. And essentially think of it along the lines of like a comic book where it's like you have an image and as I'm narrating, I'm kind of telling you what's going on in the uh, image and then it'll like maybe fade out and then a second image will come up with something different and I'll narrate that, right? So almost like a comic book, like you're flipping through the pages of a storybook. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm doing, and it's not cheap. No, it doesn't it sound is, like it. It is not cheap. Again, $200 for a single photo, and this this thing is probably going to have up to, at the maximum, I think I've allowed, is 20 slides. So we're looking oh, wow. at almost $4,000 yeah. just for the art. And yeah. I still, I'm going to have to hit your boy up because yeah. one of the other things that I really want to do that I'm not savvy at is audio, which what I mean yeah. by that is if I say something like, the king walked through the hallway, and I would like to have the sound of footsteps as yeah. he's walking. No, the he's hallway. really good at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. he's really good at that. He just worked on an introduction that we plan to do, um, where we want to have like an intro audio of an adventurer walking into a tavern, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, he's got the sound effects for like the gravel on the oh, uh, underneath yeah. his boot walking in, and then the music um, growing louder as this adventurer. Uh, hopefully the adventurer feeling as though the the listener is that adventurer mm -hmm. walking into the tavern, um, and then the you know tavern music, people talking, pouring drinks, and things like that. And the audio is also crisp and, and yeah. well designed. I don't know where or how he does it, but that's that's him. Well, if you have time, I would love to get a sample of that to see what yep. it, what he's working with yep. because uh, you know when it comes to tech, I'm not the most savvy. Unfortunately, I'm I as you can tell by my master's degree in, in leadership i'm mostly i work with people not technology yes. Yes. papa rossi is probably the more technological savvy savvy person because he does photography and video editing yeah. but we don't have an audio editor 
And that's where I had to come in. So like yeah. I, for those of you who have listened to all of our episodes or some of our episodes, all that audio editing is me. So <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I, I'm not great. Uh, I got better from before, but it's, uh, it's a work in process to say the least. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like it, which is one of the reasons why I got my own office set up because I eventually like paparazzi helps with the summit because he's part of the summit but i don't think he's going to help too much because he's already already busy as it is with grim storytelling yeah right so i'll have to figure out how to do that on my own Mm -hmm. i definitely think one of the key factors when you're self-taught is just knowing how to search and knowing how to youtube things properly yeah yeah Uh, that that is a you know not all the information out there pertains to you Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it, it is acceptable to just watch a video and go this is I'm at the beginner level. This is an intermediate level video. Mm-hmm. I can't watch this. I can't comprehend this information because that was that was an issue for me because with, uh, you said, $200 per slide. Yeah. I'm very, um, I don't know how, how to put it, but I always feel like I can do things myself. Mm-hmm. I go, no, no I, I don't need that. I'll do that myself. Gotcha. And, then I, and then I end up spreading myself so thin because I'm like, I can learn audio editing. I can learn video editing. I can yeah. learn you know, graphic design. I can do all this stuff myself. I don't need to pay anybody. Sometimes you do need that, you know, that extra hand, but, but knowing exactly where to look is, is the key factor that yeah. I've learned. Yeah, I get that. Uh, but I wanted to get, jump back into it because we were talking about you having no or at least poor at the moment uh, video tech, right? You said you had good audio tech, yeah. you got yourself a Shure, you got yourself yeah. a beefed up computer by the sounds of it, and you got yourself an ace in the audio department. Yes, yeah. Don't know how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like you guys are pretty much ready to roll. Mm-hmm. I guess the question is, how? What is your plan to start? So the like when or how? Well, I know when, right? When you yep. get back. Yeah, kind of. I mean, everything can be considered progress. Yeah. Um, just us discussing it. We're we're in day in and day out, just talking about. Um, how we want to do it, what we want to talk about, what the introduction is going to be like, what it's going to feel like. But the main thing I can say is that we're going to, it's the quest board. So we want to supply people with quest opportunities for their campaigns, things that they can incorporate into their worlds, um, while also kind of steering away from just D&D. D&D is the topic of discussion, but tabletop RPGs are not all D&D. That's true. So D&D has their own legalities and things that are very specific to them. Mm that need to be um, D&D 5E by Wizards of the Coast. Oh, boy. Um, so things get a little bit dicey. So, But there's a lot more freedom in just playing tabletop RPGs. Mm-hmm. So what we're kind of creating is we want to create quest boards uh, or quests on the quest board that are interchangeable, mm-hmm. that can be utilized in all sorts of tabletop RPGs, maybe oh. even eventually creating our own rule set from top to bottom. I see. And... and um, incorporating that in campaigns that are not D&D, but ours. Mm-hmm. Um, but the quest board is going to be something, what we hope to do is is look into all tabletop RPGs, okay. nitpick um, the things we do like, things we don't like. Mm-hmm. And um, in doing so, we will be able to supply quests for everybody. So that's, that's the goal. I like that. That's good. It's always useful when you, well, one, uh, Wizards of the Coast is notorious for not being the greatest company known to man. Yes. Um, but to get back into it, I like the fact that you kind of pick and choose the the overall, like the most optimal build is by yeah. taking pieces from everything because mm-hmm. I think you're right. A lot of tabletop games, 
they have some something about them that really separates them from the others. Sometimes it's not the best, but sometimes yep. it's in a, an amazing way. And to take all those things and to just create this amalgamation that could be, you know, whatever your game is going to be called at the time, whether it's yep. quest board or something like that, mm-hmm. it it seems like it could has it has the potential to kind of captivate a lot of people. Yes, and so. Who knows? Maybe you'll end up getting to uh, do a game with Critical Role. That's what I'm saying. I get Matthew yeah. Mercer or anybody, you know. But the 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 hard part is just going to be um, creating something that hasn't been created. You yeah. know, that's the hardest part. But the reason that we're so excited to do a podcast and do potentially Twitch streams and YouTube and all sorts of content creation is the fact that we will be able to ask the viewers, the people that are mm-hmm. interested in the creation of this when we created this module, we created this quest, what mm-hmm. did you like? What did you think was not fair? What did you think was um, too overpowered, too underpowered? And we okay. want to incorporate everybody else's ideas so it doesn't feel like you know me and my buddy are creating the rule set, but everybody else is creating the rule set. Everybody else is creating um, what they want to see in a tabletop RPG, what they don't like about D&D. Okay, so let me ask this question because maybe I'm not fully clear. Are you going to, in my mind, the way that I see it is, are you going to create, let's say you create a, a board game, you mm-hmm. distribute it, people play it, they write reviews on it, and then you do a podcast episode on the reviews? Is that what you were planning on doing? Kind of, sort of. Okay. Um, the concept is there, yes. Okay. But what we will be creating is not necessarily board games. We might eventually, I kind of want or to. Or like campaigns, yes, I guess what it is. But what they're referred to as is called modules. Modules. Okay. Modules are... Um, quests and worlds that are intended to be inhabited by players mm-hmm. um, completed from start to finish. They have a preordained start. They have preordained um, acts and checkpoints and um, NPCs and all sorts of things that right. are supposed to be incorporated. Um, so what we will do is we will write these stories, create these characters, incorporate our own rules mm-hmm. and um, allow other DMs to run these campaigns, other players to inhabit these worlds, and then we will take their advice on what they did and didn't like. Ah, and that will gear okay. the either the final product of that same module mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. further modules to come. So then in this situation, would you, I'm guessing, how often do you think you would have a podcast episode air? Like not once a week, right? So we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I think that... It, they would have to be more specialized or specific episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the thing is, me and anybody talking about D&D could sit down, and if you are passionate about the subject, you could talk about the tavern for an hour. <laughs> I was already thinking, like, we're going to do an episode on this character that I created. Yes. I'm just going to tell gonna... you their whole backstory. Yep. And so we could spend the whole time doing that, and if, you know... If we were on like Twitch, the the just talking channel on Twitch, right. you can just sit there and discuss it with the input of other people. Like we're thinking this, this, and that. So you guys what do you think? You know. So you're considering also recording live. I would like to okay. personally. I think my buddy would also like to. I kind of brought him into the let's let's do this live uh, concept. I've done Twitch streaming with him in the past. I've done uh, recorded episodes in the past, and all all sorts of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I like the active input. Okay. Um, so that's, that's fair. the goal. So yeah, I mean, um, I don't. I actually don't know if this has even been aired yet. But Paparazzi and I had done two live episodes of the summit on Twitch. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think we had anybody in the chat, and I 
think one of the reasons could have been because he probably used his own account, his paparazzi account, mm -hmm. to, to do a summit episode. I don't know. Because I know for a fact I never created a summit account for Twitch. So maybe, again, could be algorithm, could be, because I, I assume it would be under the just chatting uh, mm -hmm. category. Yeah, and, and one of the hardest things that I ever experienced with Twitch streaming, and I actually had to do my own research and, and had to watch my own videos and take other people's advice, is how to stream to nobody. Mm -hmm. That's a very important aspect to streaming. Yeah. Um, if nobody's there, what do you talk about? You know, you can't always rely on other people to, you know, give you input. But mm -hmm. the the thing about that is that, that if you're already in content creation or, or in podcasting mindset you don't need anybody there. You know, you've never had anybody there to begin with. <laughs> that's, how, so yeah, that's how it was for us. You just do it. Yeah, we've already recorded, I don't know, like I said, how many episodes we've aired? Maybe 15 to close to 20, but we probably recorded like 30. We just scrapped yep. a bunch of them. Yep. And so when he's like, let's do live, I was like, okay, sure, whatever, you know. It was no different to me because yep. I was like, I already know how to record to just, just me and him, right? Nobody mm -hmm. else is, is listening to us because we haven't actually aired it. So mm -hmm. being live never really changed anything for me. I actually do like the idea of being live simply because I like it and I don't. I like it because obviously I get engagement from the audience and that kind of engagement can fuel me to be better and to kind of be more in depth because sometimes I might get off topic, go on a tangent or whatever the case may be. So having the audience there can also kind of keep me on track and get a little bit further into what they want to hear about and what they don't want to hear about. You know, like, oh, maybe this part was boring or whatever the case may be. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about it is just sometimes I can, again, get distracted. Maybe they'll just be like, yo, like, what position does your wife like? I don't know, some oh, crazy question yeah. that I'm like, Ugh, whatever. Yeah, and and that, that becomes a, a really big issue. But if you have that really small community, mm -hmm. Um, I think when I was streaming regularly, it was probably 15 average viewers whenever I went live, right. um, which was super exciting. I mean, 15 people spending two, three hours of their day to watch me run around a video game. For, it's a good feeling. It's super good. I mean, it makes you feel like you're providing something for your viewers and that they're enjoying you as an individual and make, yeah. it makes you feel motivated. Um, but, you know, sometimes you get those individuals that you just the would trolls, rather not. Yeah. yeah, you know. But, yeah, I get it. At a certain point, there's there's the filter that Twitch provides, but then there's the filter that you have to have. Yeah, and and that's important. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean for me, like I, I one since we've done live, we haven't really had anybody interact with us, so I'm not to the point where I'm gonna be like, yeah, oh, uh, you know, Mad Dog 1942 says this, <laughs> right? And yeah. answer his question. Maybe that's more Ron. He might be like, hey, this guy has a question. He'll read it off for me because I'm also blind, so I can't see for nothing. I'm wearing contacts right now. Uh, but yeah, I think live does have a lot of merit, being able to kind of get that immediate feedback to just mm -hmm. kind of go right back into it. I think it's a good thing, especially, again, it's also an additional platform that you can kind of promote yourself on. Uh, but let's get into, uh, what's another step we could talk about? I'm kind of thinking about it because we already talked about you got the gear set up, except yep. with, the, with the exception of the camera. Yes. Have you actually, let's get into that. Have you considered doing just audio format only for the time being? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. That That is the plan for, because um, the main goal is the podcast. Mm -hmm. So that is the plan is just going to be strictly audio based, especially with my buddy's current driving passion towards audio yeah. development. <laughs> uh, we're just going to, we're going to take it. You know, if that's what he is passionate about, I'm going to support that as much as we can right now. I want to get into 
on the side of all of this. I want to get back into Twitch streaming and just gaming and just doing what I really enjoy to do. Yeah. Um, but during that process, I will mm -hmm. teach myself. I will learn. I will look at the cameras. I will figure out uh, uh, face cams and all that stuff. Uh, and I'll, I'll teach myself. Yep. Yeah, that's actually the stuff that I've been learning right now is angling of lighting and stuff like that. I know that's supposed to be Rossi's uh, main thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, he hasn't really been here and he's just been busy with other things. So again, when I have to do my grim storytelling stuff, I can't rely on him to just be there because he won't always be there. So I yep. have to learn it on myself. Okay, what else have we talked about? There's a lot to it. Yeah, there's, yeah a, there's a lot. There's, there's so many steps to, to just content creation that people don't take into consideration, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think, the, I mean, the, the biggest one is just being able to, the way that Alex Ramosi likes to say it is, to delayed gratification. You have to be willing to yes. put in the hours knowing that for maybe even up to 30 episodes, you won't get a single person. And then all yep. of a sudden on episode 31, uh, 100 people see it and then they all watch all your backlog. And next thing you know, you kind of blow up. And so that that is what happened to me in, yeah. in the past. Um, I was creating YouTube videos and I was putting everything mm -hmm. into it. I mean, all of my time was just editing and recording and time management and all of it was, yeah. was YouTube. And uh, one day I posted a clip of one of my videos on TikTok. It hit 180,000 um, that's, views. That's pretty good. Huge. I felt like a winner. Um, and then everybody started backlogging my stuff. Yeah. You know, all of my stuff skyrocketed. I mean, my, my average viewer count went up. My subscriber counts went up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Everything skyrocketed. Um, and then, unfortunately, a month later, I moved to Japan. And... Uh. Yeah, good. The, the momentum yeah. hit a brick wall, and um, but the passion never died. So yeah. it was just unfortunate. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a, but it's a good thing because you know the way that I would do it is now that you have this whole backlog, and of course you have your one viral video mm -hmm. to see what exactly worked, and then look at your backlog and be like, what didn't work, and yes. what what worked as, almost as well, you know. Because now you now you've got the most important thing. You've got data. You've got yes. data and information. Yes. That was huge. Yeah, to basically tell you what your audience likes, who your audience is, probably, and you can basically just start moving forward with that. One of the main things, and if there's anybody out there that is creating YouTube videos or content like that, one of the main things that I can highly recommend is get into typing your own subtitles. It is the most time-consuming part. Mm -hmm. It stinks. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it stinks. But when you create that, if you're capable of doing it and you haven't, you feel like you have an animated voice or maybe you don't know how to apply animation to the tone of your voice, you can do that through subtitles. I mean, you can toss subtitles across the screen. You can have them follow your character around. If you, you know, throw a ball in a video game and something funny happens, you can have the subtitle follow the ball. It creates mm -hmm. life. That's actually a really, really good point that I never noticed because yeah. There are some people like, you know, you have, for example, one of the guys that I follow because he's a big business guy, mm -hmm. Alex Ramosi. He, he does have a pretty good like narrating voice, I would say, but he's not like super animated. Mm -hmm. But the way that his text will come up, sometimes they'll just be like, bam, bam, bam. Yes. To kind of hit you with like, huge or he'll he'll do something. He'll say the same thing. But then like the way that the text comes in, yep. it changes the dynamic of what he's saying. Because you understand. Um how he wants his words to come off. Yeah. If if the words get smaller as he 
repeats something, it just and it shows that it's falling off. He's about to get into a new point. Yeah. Or he's about to develop on it, or it'll jump back in in full force because he's mm. emphasizing that he wants you to remember this. Um, and I I learned that through my YouTube, um, just mimicking almost. I I followed uh, a crew of of YouTubers called the Misfit Crew. I think I've heard of them. Yep, the Swagger Souls Fits. Mm-hmm. Um, they are really funny. Just they play CS:GO. Okay. And and there's really funny guys, but one of the, I guess, most entertaining aspects mm-hmm. is is their subtitles. And oh, yeah. um and I so I took that and I mimicked it and, and I threw my own twist on it and it was what I got the most positive feedback on. Oh really? Yes. Oh, people made to people took time out of their day to be like, if it wasn't for the subtitles, you know, blah blah blah, they might not have watched it, you know? And that's fine. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, I I posted some stuff on Instagram, some um, short reels where I was uh, reading like poetry, right? Okay. And there was one that I didn't even have my face. I like I like took the time and I created a very similar slides and it was a George R. Martin quote oh, okay. that says, you know, like I've seen a thousand worlds and loved a thousand lives, yes, things like I've that, heard right? that yes. because I read. Yes. And so like I took it took me maybe an hour or two hours to post it and I got like maybe I don't know, 17, 17 views mm-hmm. or some likes, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I did one of just me, not great quality video, mind you, yeah. <clears throat> but I read a quote it was from Emily Dickinson, and I added subtitles to it. Yes. I added the subtitles to it. Now, for those of you who don't know, Japan Instagram does not have auto-caption, so you have to go to other apps to basically put your video in there, have it generate the captions for you, and then you got to go in there and edit it. Like, that's what yes. I did, because sometimes it doesn't catch the words properly. And I'm also still really new to doing subtitles, so you might be, be able to teach me a thing or two. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, but... I went from 17 to like 60 something. Yes. Right. 60, 60 something uh, interactions and views and likes as opposed to the other one, which I took a lot more time to do. And I had to actually go and download videos and make sure they were, you know, safe and not like other stuff. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like copyright in a way. Yeah. To post that. And I got way less out of it because I didn't have any subtitles in it either. Yep. So you had to really like listen to what I was saying. Yes. And, you know, I have somewhat of a deep voice. So it's not always easy to, to know what I'm trying to say. Uh, but yeah, subtitles have, it's funny how it's huge. subtitles are kind of like one of the most important things that we need in video content. Sometimes you're <clears throat> in circumstances where you can't hear what you're watching, but yeah. you're still on your phone, yeah. you know, and subtitles allow you to, to you know, j- just in the simplest of forms, just tell you what this individual is yeah. saying. But for me, it's, it's more your words have personality that's and, a good way to and, put it. and that's what I, uh, strive for with my subtitles mm-hmm. is uh, animations, you know, movement within my subtitles because it engages people and keeps them involved. Yeah. Yeah. One of the guys that I follow on Instagram, his name is Don Hewley. Okay. Uh, he does what's called the daily word and the way he does it yeah. is so, have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, ambidextrous is the word yeah. like am and you'll see am is highlighted throughout a different sentence mm-hmm. so it's like there's a regular sentence if you kind of look at the background you can read what's going on but you just pick out the am but dextrous and then he kind of goes through his whole spiel of using it in a sentence it's very cool uh, I, i'm legitimately i'm just gonna go ahead and spoil it right now i'm probably gonna kind of copy his style of that yeah. uh, more like an homage because i really like the way that he does it and I want to be able to kind of just show my respect by doing something similar. Mine's not going to be, you know, the word of the day necessarily, but it might be something similar to that. Or it could just be the more poetry thing. I don't know. 
But yeah, the big thing that I, that always catches my eye is the subtitles, the way that the subtitles pop up yep. and the way that he uses them yep. is really, really interesting. The, it could be a lot of fun. And it, and it, for me, they were extra fun with horror game production. Oh, I can yep. only imagine. With horror game production, they were a lot of fun. Because if you're hiding and you're trying to whisper to your friend, you know, you make your subtitles real small because yeah, yeah. you're trying to hide, you know? <laughs> But there's also, you know, radios and stuff. You can give your subtitles static and they yeah. shake. And so it just, it, it's so much fun. It's, it's even fun to create it and, and you put it there and, and it lines up perfectly and you can see the subtitle. And sometimes I'll just be laughing at my own, yeah. my own production or what my buddy said and I'll subtitles over him. It's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. And that I think also kind of goes in line with one of the, one of the key things about content creation is that you know, bad video is forgivable, but bad audio is not forgivable. No. So you always so having having this good audio quality is absolutely key. Whereas having you know a twelve hundred dollar camera is not necessary because you could have something that may only be you know, like seven twenty p quality, yep. but you know the subtitles you put in will be at you know perfect quality yep. because of the way the program will work, and you can animate everything by the subtitles and you know the people will probably focus more on the subtitles and kind of see what's going on in the background in a way so it kind of almost fits and but again right like you don't need to get too crazy with it but the audio is again audio is king for most content creation yes, absolutely yeah all right so i think we may have you have anything else you want to add no i don't think so i i, I wanted to just get that subtitle point out. Yeah. That's super important. No, I'm glad you yeah. did. I'm, yeah. I'm actually really glad you did because again, I never, I didn't, I've known it, but I didn't know I knew it. You no. know, it's one of those known unknowns or yeah, unknown knowns. Once somebody <laughs> says it, you connect it to so many different instances where you were engaged yeah. due to subtitles. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I uh, took the time to do is um, I would watch a bunch of YouTubers that I really enjoyed when I decided that I wanted to create content mm -hmm. is one of the first steps I took was I found all the YouTubers that I like to watch and I watched a whole video mm. on one of their one of their platforms or something. <clears throat> and I then wrote bullets. Uh, I was like, why did I want to watch that whole video? Not because I made that mission myself to do so, right. but why would I have watched that prior to this goal? Mm -hmm. And you know, for like the, the Misfits crew it was it was subtitles, yes. and for other people it was transitions and then mm -hmm. and so I took same with the module that I want to create in the futures, all these bits and pieces to create my own. The things that I think I value higher than other aspects and, and then I just combine them to create what I believe to be a really good production. Yeah, you know, I think you might be onto something there because I remember, I don't remember who his name is, but there was something about this kid who like cracked the internet YouTube algorithm and he got like a million or two million followers in like a month. Yep. Posting videos and one of the and they like went into the analytics behind yep. what it is and essentially he had something where it's like he had every five to six seconds there was like some kind of key audio signal or yep. key visual cue to keep the audience like oh what's happening next smart kid yeah and, and like none of the stuff was like too crazy it was just like small little snippets of comedy based things some of yep. it was like his own creation some of it was like maybe from somewhere else. But it was the transitioning into doing it, and it was the visual, visual and audio cues that kept the audience like super engaged and mm -hmm. interested. And his videos were not that long, and within a month, he had a million views or a million subscribers, which is wild. That, that's established for as long as you don't mess that up, you're, you're yeah. good forever. You're, you know, you're, you're good. Yep. So, but yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, 
and you know, it's funny you say that too, because even for someone like me who was using the subtitle app to put captions on my what less than a one minute video mm -hmm. all i was doing was like looking for font and like looking for a kind of effect on how it was coming up i'm not even getting too crazy into it with like with you is and that thing took me over two hours because there's just so many different fonts i was like no no when, no. when you find that right font because you're always going to use it yeah once you establish that that proper font and i'll tell you right now when i first started typing subtitles into my videos i would have slapped myself in the face the font i used <laughs> oh my gosh they were yeah. so bad but uh, you need those bold, big, um, mm -hmm. with some nice outline on it. Yeah. And and what I like to do is is when I have multiple different people involved in my videos, I've had as many as eight. Mm -hmm. um, you give all of them the same font with a different color outline. Oh. Okay. And um, it, you know everybody can have their own personality now. I see. You know? That's a good way to do it. Yeah. So that that's and and it's really fun when you have those individuals that are in the video, and then they get to um, watch your video and they go, oh, I'm yellow. Yeah. I'm yellow, so I can tell, just look out for yellow now because that's when I know you know I'm talking or I'm saying something fun. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. No, I actually I think you and I might have to talk offline a little bit more yep. about. No, absolutely. Stuff, I, can... I definitely want to pick your brain. Mm -hmm. I because all of the the summit episodes that we've done in video format, like none of them are subtitled whatsoever, mm -hmm. and so I might consider you know doing something with that because yeah. I, I never thought about it. Most podcasts that I've seen on YouTube, they're not subtitled. At least the ones that I've watched. Mm -hmm. Have you seen a lot of them that have subtitles? I, I've seen a couple. Oh, yeah? yeah with, okay. uh, with um, I forget their names. I have to tell you again off camera once, once I can find them. But uh, I've seen some, but they're, they're usually the more entertainment-based ah, um, okay. podcast, mm -hmm. visual podcast, where they're doing a bunch of crazy elaborate stuff, mm -hmm. and they're, they're all over the place, and it's, it's all comedy, and, you know, mm -hmm. less... Um, Less information to be gained and more just entertainment. I so gotcha. those are the ones you see a lot of subtitles on. I see. Well, I'll have to take a look because even still, there's always something to be learned from that. 100%. Know? Yeah. 100%. But all right. At the 45 minute mark, 46 minute mark, I think we can end the episode all here. All right. That's Unless you got anything else you want to add? No, I think I'm good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for the podcast episode. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to title this one. Maybe it would just be Ron's Missing. And so <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully you all enjoyed. And if you'd like to support us over at Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash summitpodcastjp. All of our free content or all of our content is currently free for the first week. And if you'd like to support us, it costs, I think, only a dollar a month. Uh, we've got all kinds of additional video content and audio content like hiatus where we don't talk about business or self-development. We just talk about all kinds of random crap if that's what you're into. Um, and we'd also love to hear some feedback. Give us uh, some ideas of what we can do to make it better for you guys. But I think that's going to wrap it up for today. So thank you all so much for listening and for watching. Tune in next time. But until then, keep on climbing. <laughs>